It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic go cold in the second half, and that is actually being fairly nice. Why the Orlando Magic's offensive drain took away the Magic's identity, and why it's going to be a problem that we all expected. We'll get to that and more on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are the Locked On Magic. Today is November 7th, 2023. Happy Election Day. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic, we're looking really good for a half of basketball. The kind of half that we love to see from this team showed us everything this team could be. And then it all went down the toilet. What happened to the Magic's offense and the drain it placed? on the team and why it is still the warning sign for the future. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. Before we get started today, I also remind everyone that today is election day. Why are there no games on the NBA schedule? No in-season tournament games? It's because it is your day to vote. If you didn't vote early, you didn't mail in your ballot like I did. That's why I got my fancy I voted sticker, the best I voted sticker in the world from the Orange County Supervisor Elections Office. I don't know if you can see that because my camera's bright. Um, but if you didn't vote yet, today is your day to vote. Check your local supervi- county supervisor of elections office to find out the races going on in your area. Do some research. Make a plan to vote today, obviously, before 7 p.m. at least 7 p.m. Eastern time here in Central Florida. While it is an off-year election, there's still a lot of important races, a lot of important local races going on, including the Orlando mayoral race. Uh, we are voting on a, a mayor here in Central in Orlando, uh, and there's also there's there's also some big congressional races too. Check out your local county super local county supervisor of elections office for more information to make sure you can cast your vote today. Happy election day! Please take the day to celebrate if you can. Unfortunately, the Orlando Magic will not be celebrating a happy election day. Hopefully, they have taken care of their business and voted because they are on a plane in Mexico City on Tuesday uh, Tuesday afternoon 
Um, but it was not a happy uh, trip away from the Amway Center. For for half, it was really happy. For half, things looked really good. And I hate to play up the tale of two halves cliche. I've been told my entire writing life to avoid that. But there really is no other way to describe what happened. The Orlando Magic started off this game on, on Monday night against Dallas. Disruptive, di- disruptive defensively. Moving the ball. Everything was hopping. It, it felt like they could not be beaten. They took a 13-point lead in the locker room. They led by as much as 15. And, you know, I noted it at halftime. I said, look, Dallas trailed by 12 uh, against Charlotte uh, the previous night on Sunday night. Orlando was shooting 59% and 7 for 11 from 3. It's not going to be that easy. The run's going to come. Dallas is too talented offensively. But if the Magic keep up their defense, which we expect them to do, and make just a modicum of shots, they should have come out with the win. That's the part that's disappointing. And it's just honestly disappointing because even despite everything that happened in the second half that I'm about to describe to you, Orlando trailed by only two with five and a half minutes ago. The game, the Magic put themselves with such a stellar first half in a position to make the kind of mistakes that they made and still have a shot to win the game. Unfortunately, just frustration took over. Frustration was the word everybody used after the game. And, you know, you hope that the determination and the introspection that, that everyone, you know, Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner, Jamal Mosley was who talked after the game, you hope that the introspection that they showed would tell you or would, say, would tell you like, okay, this team understands they messed up. And they messed up in this game. Dallas deserves the win, deserves all the credit. They made the plays. They, they got the win. They played their style. They didn't, they didn't deviate from who they are. They won the basketball game. Good friend Nick Angstad over at Locked On Mavericks uh, highlighted Kyrie Irving's finish, and Kyrie Irving was humongous in this game, just pacing Dallas. Dallas won this game. Orlando kept the door open, though. And again, a game and in a moment where Orlando should have shut that door closed in ways that they did against the Lakers on Saturday, for sure, as they did against Houston on opening night at the Amway Center. The Magic just could not either get out of their own way or find the release valve. The numbers in the second half tell the whole story. After Orlando scored 66 points in the in the first half, they scored only 36 in the second half. They scored 17 points in the third, give up a 13-point lead to, uh, to trail by three, and then they score only 19 in the fourth. After shooting 59% from the floor in the first half, they shoot 14 for 41, 34.1%. After shooting 7 for 11 on three-pointers in the first half, they shoot 1 for 16. And these aren't bad looks. Yes, there were a few that they settled for. I'm not going to sit here and and say that, but these were not bad looks. They missed shots. And after 20 assists on 26 field goal makes uh, in the first half, they have just 7 on 14. And just 7 assists total. Obviously, they missed a lot of shots in the second half against Dallas. The second half was just bad. All the things the Magic did right in the first half, attacking the paint. Um, they did win points of the paint 50 to 42, but lost in the second half 24 to 18. They get they only get to line for nine free throws. Dallas gets 16 free throws in the second in the second half. The Magic turned the ball over nine times out of 21 for the game. Dallas only turns it over five. 
Dallas had seven turnovers in the first quarter. That's how Orlando staked their lead. And so you see all these like cascading problems come together. And it's a young team that just didn't know how to respond. Like we're still learning lessons. I think no one's discouraged. No one, you know, I will give the magic this, this credit and it's, it's a small credit after the game. They owned up that they messed up. Like they owned up that they messed up. They had just like the game against the Lakers in Los Angeles. Honestly, even like the game, this uh, we'll talk about the parallels between this game and the and the loss of the Clippers here in a minute. They know this was a game that they gave away as much as Dallas took. They left the door open for Dallas to walk through, and Dallas didn't just walk through it; they ran through it. Orlando messed up. The Magic messed up, and you hope that the lesson is less. That's a lesson that this team will learn and not repeat again. They're still young. They're undermanned. Jonathan Isaac didn't play. Obviously, Wendell Carter's still out there, still learning how to play without him. Uh, Markel Fultz is still out. Gary Harris is still out. They still have capable players able to win these games. And the fact of the matter is, the Magic did not do the things they have to do to win the game. The message from Jamal Mosley after the game, this was for the first time all season, and I'll disagree with that, and I'll explain in a moment. For the first time all season, the Orlando Magic let their offensive struggles dictate their defensive effort and attention to detail. And that's the one thing that can't happen. They let offensive frustration bleed into their defense. This team is going to win based off its defense. Entered the game in number two defense in the, in the league. They played their worst defensive game of the season. Against the Clippers, they only had one bad defensive quarter. They had a bad defensive half on top of an inept offense. You can live with making or missing shots. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. We're not expecting this match team to be very good offensively. They missed a ton of shots and a ton of makeable shots, and it got them frustrated. And all of a sudden, you saw the ball movement stop. You saw the movement stop. You saw them trying to force their way into pet plays and trying to force their, force their way into the paint and not really having much direction or flow. And then defensively they couldn't get at, they couldn't get going. They couldn't get stops. They they started to double Luka and, and Kyrie which is not what they want to do. They want to be able to defend those guys straight up and within their rotations and for a half they were certainly capable of doing that and for a good chunk of this game they're very capable of doing that. But the Magic let everything cascade and build. The Magic lost this game. Dallas won the game. Again, I'm not going to sit here and take anything away from Dallas. They won the game. They deserve it. Orlando lost this game. And they know it's their fault. It's just one game, though. Unfortunately, though, now we have a pattern. Now we do have multiple games where this exact thing happened. I'll chat about the parallels between this game and the loss to the Clippers what worked and what's missing coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. I think my internet is working. There we go. First, for a quick word from our word, friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season. We're, we're already midway through with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers. Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. 
There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. watching this game and, and as we're watching the lead dissipate and watching Dallas kind of take control um first thing that has to be said is despite again despite Orlando struggling the way they were struggling they still had a chance to win this game that honestly that's the most disappointing part I can deal with the shots not going in make or miss league you're gonna have some nights where the shots don't go in I can deal with the defense slipping for a little bit you could always bring that back. You could all, you know, you, they built enough of a cushion. They built themselves a little bit of margin of error. They they could have figured it out. They could have found it. And in fact, they did. They trailed by only two with five and a half minutes to go. And then Dallas burned off an 11-0 run. Then Dallas, you know, I think Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic scored the final 13 points for Dallas. Those dudes took over. And the fact of the matter is, as good as Paolo and Franz are and as good as they're going to be, they are not that level of player yet. Paolo had one part where I saw where I saw him like give, I think it was either Anthony Black or Mo Wagner or Goga Batadze a look. And I was like, oh, okay. He's going to get the ball this possession. He's going to make something happen. Got two points. And it felt like, okay, we can breathe a little bit. We have someone that can do that. Paolo really struggled the rest of the game as he tried to do that. He had seven turnovers in this game. It was, it was not pretty um and so Orlando they got they, they admitted after game I will give them that credit they admitted we got frustrated we let frustration take over we we beat ourselves as much as Dallas beat us they didn't say that part but but uh, that's the gist that you know Jamal Mosley freaking got a technical foul when does he ever get a technical foul complaining about a foul call which he was right about I was that play happened right in front of me Paolo got hit very, very hard, and Mosley said it after the game. He didn't want to get fined, so I'm, you know, I'm not gonna get him fined. I'll get, I'll get fined for him. The refs let a lot of stuff go. Orlando was not like all of a sudden stopping attacking the basket, and when that got cut off, when the when the stream of free throws got cut off, the Magic didn't have the three pointers going down. Obviously, the ball movement just stopped. They Dallas understood, hey. We can just clog this paint and make life hard. They're not going to call the foul. The Magic aren't going to make us pay with three-pointers. 
this game's over. Like that's 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 what the playoffs are going to be like for this team. Like just just get ready for it now. So the Magic understood, or the Magic recognized that. Okay, we let frustration beat us. We've all been there. I play two K and, and stuff like that, and and that's what I get frustrated and just hit restart and start over and say, okay, be cool, Phil. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the unfortunate thing, though, this is the second time this has happened. This is a little stat that I've been peddling around all all we all day. Um, and again, taking with the grain of salt that it deserves, and it deserves a lot. To this point in the season, the Magic have faced only one other team with a top top of uh, the defense in the top half of the league, top 15. Only one other team, and that is the LA Clippers. Clippers, I think, entered the day fifth in the league in offensive rating. And we saw what the Clippers did to the match. 118-102 win, 41-point third quarter. Russell Westbrook, Paul George kind of dominating. Orlando struggling to find shots. The defense letting go of the rope a little bit. Sound familiar? Dallas entered the game with the second-best offense in the league. Even coming off a of back-to-back, even with Luka and Kyrie dealing with injury with injuries before the game, this was a very potent offense. If the Magic believed with a 12-point or 13-point lead at the half was safe, I could have told you that was wrong. I, in fact, I did say that on, on Twitter or on X. I said, hey, Mavericks were in the exact same spot last night. This game is not over. And what did Dallas do? 8-0 run for two minutes of the quarter. Magic turned the ball over twice. The Magic lost their, their cool early. They lost their focus and their intensity early, and third quarters have been a problem for this team. But for this defense especially, this was the second time they've gone up against an elite offense or a very good offense. It's hard to call anyone elite at this point, but a very good offense. And as real as I think this defense is and can be, and they played a half of brilliant defensive basketball. There were still very good pockets of defense throughout the game, even in the second half, even as frustration took over. But the defense is not cemented yet. Let's not take the defense for granted. Let's not say that this identity is set, is full, is is what it is. It's not. This is still something the Magic are going to have to work on, just like their offense is something they cannot take for granted, ever. They are always going to have to work. They are always going to have to be attentive to the details. I forget who said it. I think Jamal Jamal said it after the game. We have to... uh, embrace the boring. We have to embrace the mundane. We have to be able to do the same thing over and over and over again and do it successfully. And even when it's not working, to stick with it and stick to the process. That's what young teams struggle to do. They don't embrace the boring. We want boring games where the same thing happens and they do it well. You got to be excellent at the board. You got to be excellent in the mundane and the routine. That's what the good teams do. That's what Dallas did in this game. That's what the Clippers did last week in Los Angeles. They understand who they are. And yeah, they might fall behind a little bit, but if they stick to what they do, everything's going to work out. The magic, and we should have known this, the first half was the outlier. The second half is an outlier too. But the first half was the outlier. The Magic have never replicated that before. We knew a drought was coming. 
And so, you know, obviously water finds its level and all that, but the Magic have to remember that everything is effort and work and that nothing for them is given. This game went exactly the same as the Clippers game. It was almost a carbon copy. Not the same first quarter, thank God, but almost a carbon copy where both teams, where the Magic looked really good and really competitive against an excellent team and then slowly got chipped away, slowly got worn away, slowly got beaten down, and then slowly got frustrated and let go of the rope. That is the thing that cannot happen. There are good offenses in this league. You can play great defense on Luka Doncic, and he can still score. That happened plenty of times. Anthony Black was fantastic on him. Franz Wagner was really good on him. But he's going to score. You can do all the right things and not get the right result. But if you do the right things more often than not, you're going to get the result. And unfortunately, these guys are human. When the shots didn't fall down, the confidence dropped, the aggression dropped, and the Magic lost this game. That's what happened in L.A. That's what happened tonight in Orlando against Dallas. Luckily, redemption is on the way. Like I said, the Magic haven't played very very many top-notch offenses. They're playing them now. Dallas is second, second in offensive rating. Atlanta on Thursday is third. Milwaukee is Milwaukee with Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, but they're 12th, I believe, in the league, entering, entering Monday's games at least. Brooklyn is eight. This defense is going to have to be sharp. And they almost cer- they, they certainly were not sharp on Monday. And that's probably the biggest reason why they lost. More so than not hitting the threes. They allowed not hitting the threes to, to take away their defensive attention to detail. Score, warts, and all. Talk a little bit about what we saw from individuals coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I am thankful for the connection that we have. Today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. I learned that you can get a one-year supply on really any a lot of different medications. And you realize what that means? It means bringing on extended travel. It means bringing on the next natural disaster or supply chain issues. It means being covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you could refill your, your generics for, for all kinds of medications from antibiotics to you know other stuff. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive a 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we always do after games, let's go through the final box score. We've got to go through it. we got to just absorb it. You know, I had a friend text me and say, burn the tape. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can't burn the tape on this one. You got to learn from it. There was a lot of good in this game, but a lot you have to learn from, a lot you have to get better at. This is not a game to hide from what happened. We've seen this kind of happen twice now, so you can't hide from it anymore. It's not an outlier. There is a trend here. And so you have to confront it. So let's confront it. Here are the numbers. Avert your eyes. If you have it, hide your, uh, take, you know, cover your children's eyes. Fast forward a little bit if it's too graphic for you. Here we go. The magic fall to the Dallas Mavericks, 117 to 102. Orlando does shoot 47.1% from the floor. Typically pretty good. Just eight for 27 from beyond the arc. Like I said, one for 16 in the, uh, in the second half. So again, just a huge drop-off. You know, Magic hit, you know, just like I think I sat here after the Clippers game, let things cool down a little bit before I talked to you guys. And I said, look, at the end of the day, the Magic just missed shots. At the end of the day, Orlando hits a shot at the right moment. They, you know, I think at that point, I said the Magic needed their stars to really kind of take the reins and step step their games up and and be kind of the, 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 the calm in the storm, which is what Kyrie and Luka were in this game for Dallas. And Paolo was to an extent... Franz really wasn't. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, but the Magic needed that calm in the storm again in this one. Uh, but, you know, a, a big shot here or there could have completely changed the momentum of the game. Like, Orlando doesn't come out and turn the ball over three times in the first two minutes of the of, of the third quarter. Maybe Dallas doesn't make the run. You know, Dallas got a lot of confidence from that 8-0 run to start the, start the quarter. Um, you know, cut the lead in half right there. One play here or there really is the difference and really is the difference for adding calm and composure. Just like how the Magic like to set the tone defensively um, early in games, Dallas did that in the second half and that set the tone for the rest of the game. Magic have 21 turnovers for 21 Dallas points. Look, Dallas had 15 turnovers for 21 Magic magic points. So it wasn't like that was a huge advantage. The, 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 The margins in this game were not as big as the final score would indicate. Orlando out rebounded Dallas. Um, although they didn't get a ton of offensive rebounds, just six offensive rebounds, um, which is a big point of emphasis for Orlando. Um, 15 second chance points, though, off those six offensive rebounds. So, again, not like Orlando wasn't taking advantage of opportunities that were there. They missed shots. You can see the second half score there. I'll, I'll take that down. Um, they missed shots. They didn't move the balls effectively. They didn't get higher quality shots. They still did a lot of things they normally do to win. They were nine for 19 in the paint. In the second half, 26 or 47 overall. So a lot of those misses came in the second half. Again, it just feels like it's just about making or missing shots. And if that's the case, you know, and that affects the defense, obviously. If that's the case, then the Magic aren't that far off. So 
you know, I, I didn't sense panic from the Magic or, or, you know, I sensed frustration because they know they were close. They know it was their mistakes that cost them the game. They know that. Again, credit to Dallas, not taking anything away from Dallas. Their guys won the game. Luka and Kyrie were excellent, were awesome, kept a, kept a steady drum beat, and, and when it was time to go for the kill, Orlando couldn't get the kill, Dallas could. That's simple. Like, uh, you know, again, sometimes the analysis isn't complex. It's about making or missing shots, and it's about making the plays when you have to make them. Again, Orlando was down two with five and a half to go. We could be sitting here sending the first, first part of this podcast talking about how great the Magic were in the clutch, how... You know, they showed the maturity and the poise to come back and win the game after everything that happened and use the second segment to talk about, okay, like, here are the warning signs. Okay, here's what happened that put the Magic in this position where they had to make those plays. I wish I was doing that podcast. That podcast exists in a branch timeline that is not too far from our own. Unfortunately, we're in this timeline, though. So, you know, the multiverse not in our favor today. Let's go through the final box score. Palabay Curro, really nice game. Uh, six, uh, 22 points. Did shoot eight for 18, six for six from the foul line. Five rebounds, six assists. Uh, I, I want to continue pointing out five assist games are becoming very, very normal for him. He has become an excellent passer. However, tried a little too hard on the passing. Six turnovers. I see they took a turnover away from him. It was seven in the building. Um, six turnovers for Paolo Bancaro. Just throwing the ball around too much, trying to squeeze the ball. Again, I want to make this clear. The intention was never bad. It wasn't that this game was not that the Magic quit. This game was not that the Magic didn't try, didn't have effort. The intention to do the right thing was always there. The problem was they missed open shots. Dallas saw that they were missing open shots. The scout on a lot of these guys is still let them shoot. They packed the paint. And Paolo, trying to do the right thing, oftentimes tried to squeeze passes and holes that were too small to players that were not ready for passes or were in too big of a crowd to catch the ball cleanly and led to turnovers and mistakes. It, it's it, If anything, the problem for the Magic in a lot of these games has been trying to do too much. Trying to be too unselfish. Um, instead of trying to just make the simple play. The simple plays that they were making first half, that's what's the most frustrating, is they were doing all the right things and getting the reward. And in the second half, they were trying to do all the right things, and what they were trying to do may not have been the right thing for that moment. Powell is a perfect example of that. He scored 16 of his 22 in the first half, so, you know, slow slow game for him. I think he had three of his six turnovers in, in, the, in the second half. Five, uh, six six assists, five rebounds. You know, again, just not a terrible game from Paolo. But again, you need your stars to kind of carry you through these 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 slow moments. Paolo didn't have the same. You know, Paolo had the aggression and 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 the quick decision making that characterized his last two games. Didn't quite have that in this game, and just was thinking a little too much, probably. Franz Wagner really struggled though. Twelve points, five for thirteen shooting, uh, one for four from three, five rebounds, four assists. Um, just never really got going. Just couldn't, you know, finish at the at the rim as effectively as we know he can. His his shooting within ten feet is way down this year. The attempts are about the same, so it, it that that the shot diet there is not too different. Just a little bit off right now. Um, you know, I I don't have a good answer for why. Just might be shooting luck coming around, and, and it'll it'll fix itself. We know Fran started off last year really slow. 
uh, as at, from three point land at least. Um, just just a really tough shooting game for him. Uh, Jalen Suggs got off to a really nice start, but slowed down considerably. Ten points, four for twelve shooting, one for six from three. So a lot of his misses were threes. Four rebounds, seven assists, four turnovers. Um, again, I thought Jalen generally did a good job when he drove getting into the lane. Sometimes got a little twisted. Sometimes tried to do a little too much. Got caught a few times in the backcourt. He he's just not a natural point guard. And, and and the Magic are having to play him a little bit at point more than they'd like. Um, you know, Anthony Black did a really nice job in his second start. Eight points, three for seven shooting, two for four from three, five rebounds, couple of assists, only one turnover. Thought he played some excellent defense on Luka Doncic when they were matched up. Played some excellent defense on Kyrie Irving. Dallas was hunting him a little bit in the first half. And honestly, that might have taken them a little bit out of their offense because Anthony Black was holding his own. Like, he defended both of them very, very well. They tested him. He passed that test. Really, really proud of the rookie for, for that. But his shot started to betray him a little bit. Made his first two threes, missed his next two. Um, never really got, you know, we'd always go struggle with a shot. And so that finally came out after starting so well uh, from the floor overall. Goku Batadze had a nice game. Seven points, three for five shooting, six rebounds. Um, two steals, a block. Um, only Magic starter that was a positive plus minus at zero. Um, you know, honestly, with with Goga, continues to do good things. I really like him as a starting setter. Gives him a good defensive base. He is just not the same defender as Wendell Carter, and 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 it's clear. Like Wendell Carter is so good at at being at the level of the screen, helping on the perimeter a little bit, providing a solid line. He, Goga just got beat a few too many times, and, and it was just. Maybe like a half step slower than than Dell uh, to get to his spot and deter shots at the rim. Um, and, and again, that the margins are really fine. That's everything. That 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 is that is the game. So just something to watch out for. Two big games off the bench for Orlando. Nineteen points for Cole Anthony on seven for thirteen shooting, two for five from three, uh, five assists for him, three turnovers though. You know, did a good. He was one of the guys that was attacking really really well. Got to his in between game, made some shots there. You know, even in the second half. So Cole Cole was really, really solid offensively for the most part. Again, turnovers were an issue. Struggled defensively when he got matched up with Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie was hunting Cole a little bit at the end of the game. Orlando was trailing. They were struggling to shoot. They stuck with Cole Anthony over Jalen Suggs in that closing lineup. Kyrie was attacking Cole Anthony every time down the floor. And that's a big reason why Dallas was able to pull away because Orlando just couldn't execute their offense and, and get shots to go down. Mo Wagner, another nice game, 19 points, 8 for 13 shooting, added 5 rebounds. Mo just does both things, works around the basket really well. Just, uh, you know, he's he's been really excellent in that bench role and is just really dependable for whatever the Magic need from him. Luka Doncic with 29 points, 9 for 17 shooting, 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. Only 6 for 8, though, so the Magic do a good job keeping him off the line. Add 6 assists and 6 turnovers. For a 29-point game where a guy shoots better than 50%, I did think the Magic did a really good job. Doncic really got going in the second half. Let me get a second half stats here. Doncic at 12 points, three for eight shooting, three assists in the second half. So really, you know, Doncic kept the, kept pace for them in the first half. Um, you know, hit his head really hard uh, uh, when Anthony Black pulled the chair on him uh, in the second half. So he was kind of not as effective. Kyrie Irving, though, was the guy. 18 of his 21 points in the second half. Eight for 20 shooting, 10 assists, six rebounds for him. Um, three turnovers. So again, Orlando forces nine turnovers between those two guys. That's pretty good. Orlando's defense had was so disruptive in the first half. It 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 just everything just came too easily for both of them in the second half. And, and again, that's why Dallas was able to get their footing offensively, 
Tim Hardaway got going for 21 points as well. That was probably the real killer. Tim Hardaway Jr. getting going in the second half, four for, four for 11 from three, six rebounds, eight for 16 shooting. That's the stuff that's killer when you're facing this Dallas team. You know, you expect Luka and Kyrie to get their, get their numbers regardless of how poorly they shoot. Grant Williams is a threat from three. Orlando did a good job with him. Tim Hardaway Jr. is the guy that, that can flip a game on its head uh, with his ability, with his streaky shooting. He shot the ball well. You know, again, if Orlando hits a shot at a key moment, everyone calms down. Like, to honestly, like, my final takeaway on this game, Orlando needed a release valve. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of just, hey, we got to get a shot to go down to stop this run. And the Magic just don't have that release valve. Um, that Finding that release valve is the problem. Um, it should be Paolo. It should be Franz. But with the way teams defend them packing the paint so much, that just only added to the pressure for them to force their way into this game. Orlando needs a, needs to be hitting shots consistently. They don't need to be like a 40% three-point shooting team. But if they're at 35% every game, that is more than enough to make this offense function. They need to make enough threes to keep defenses honest, to make defenses pay just a little bit for leaving them open from beyond the arc. Going one for 16 with this team, if it's Milwaukee going one for 16, no one is thinking Dame's going to miss the next three. Like that's that's the difference. When this team goes one for 16, everyone's like Jalen Suggs ain't hitting a shot again. Anthony Black ain't hitting a shot again. You know, Mo Wagner, take those threes. That means you're not getting an offensive rebound. That's the difference for this team. All Orlando needed to do was shoot decent, like the 16 threes. They shoot five for 16 or six for 16. They win this game, plain and simple. They got to make some shots and release the pressure. And, and that's what happened. And, and, you know, frankly, the pressure built and they popped. The defense stopped playing defense. Jamal Mosley picked up a technical foul. You, you could just, again, just like against the Clippers, you could feel the frustration and the magic couldn't release the pressure. They couldn't just get that that one play they needed to breathe a sigh of relief and say, okay, we're back. We got this. It, 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 it just wasn't there all night. And that's going to be something to watch the rest of the season, unfortunately, I think. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my single podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Hub for more info on the Orlando Magic, including uh, extra analysis, my first takeaways of from every game go up on that site. So if you're looking, if you don't want to wait for me to post my now, don't want to wait for me to post on Orlando Magic Daily, you can get that on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Always open to ideas from my from my Patreon subscribers. I thank you all for your support. Don't forget, today is election day. Other side, election day. If you did not vote early or did not vote by mail, go check out your supervisor, your local county supervisor of elections office or whatever the equivalent is here, here in the United States. Um, 
check to make sure that your voter registration is up. A lot of places do not have same-day registration, so it might be too late, but get ready for the next election coming up. Uh, I think I think Florida primaries are in March, I want to say. Um, but be ready for the next election if, if you're not registered to vote. Um, but be sure to vote in this year's election. Despite it being an off year, there are a lot of important races going on here in Central Florida, whether it is the Democratic primary for a Florida House seat uh, in in uh, I believe in Osceola County or the Orlando mayoral election, you can have your voice heard. Be sure to vote in today's election. Enjoy your election day too. Should be a national holiday. It's not. The NBA is taking it as a holiday. So please enjoy your election day. Uh, get, you get this fancy sticker. Again, Orange County, I think, has the best sticker. Um, the best sticker. You can see it here, I think. Let's, let's, let's get it real zoomed in there. There it is. Um, Orange County is a great sticker. Get your sticker. I usually go have a hamburger after I, after I vote as well to celebrate my vote. Um, so enjoy your election day for my daily listeners tomorrow. We're going to be chatting all about the Mexico game. We'll get a preview of that game coming up and probably a lot more as we start to sort out this Eastern conference. But until then for Orlando magic daily and locked on magic, this has been Philip Rossman, right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of locked on magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.